The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli. And we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, as always, if you'd like to be part of the program, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, good morning, Mr. Finelli. Welcome to winter. We went from straight up 90-plus degrees to 50s. I think we'll be fine as long as the fires go out, right? Yeah, I guess that is the silver lining. Of... we're having a better week than Oregon State. <laughs> the, 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 you just always have to get that dig in, huh, in the beginning of every show. I know, Troy. I don't know that, the, I don't know that any team in the Pac-12 is having an, a good couple months. No, Troy's out there listening somewhere. But you have to admit that what's happening in college football generally, or college sports generally, is is sad and the idea the the golden days of rivalries and amateur sports uh unfortunately have gone by the wayside oregon state's a good cultural fit with the big sky <laughs> I, I like that you better watch out you're gonna get hate mail people are gonna show up on our at our door uh all right well as always we're gonna talk about the week that was in the capital markets it's rainbows and butterflies again. Goldilocks is the is the term of the week, I think, right? Yeah, I don't. I like rainbows and butterflies, but yeah, I understand the Goldilocks analogy. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S and P 500, so mostly large cap, uh, were up 2.3 percent last week. So risk back on. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks really ripped last week. They're up 3.6 percent. So big move in the small cap market. Uh, as they say, we're getting a little bit more breath in the market. It's not just the top seven names that are driving all the performance. We're starting to see moves higher down the market cap spectrum, which is encouraging. Uh, international developed market stocks were up one and three quarters percent. And I should mention, we're going to describe the the scenario by which we think stocks traded higher last week, and that is bad news. Was good news for the stock market. Uh, emerging market stocks were also up one and three quarters percent. In the bond market, uh, we saw move, yields move lower last week, actually, uh, and the prices of bonds move higher. Uh, the aggregate bond index, which is sort of the uh, composite of all the bonds out there, uh, were, was up about a quarter of 1% from a price perspective, not yield, just price. Uh, the six-month Treasury was up Five, or it, the, sorry, the yield is 5.5%. The one-year Treasury, 5.38%. The 10-year Treasury has come off a bit. It's at 4.17%. And the 30-year at 4.29%. So we did we saw it's, the yield curve starting to steepen. Uh, but last week, it sort of that steepening went by the wayside. We still think that the trend will be that the yield curve will steepen, meaning the long end will have higher yields than the short end. But we're still we still have ways to go for that to happen. Uh, gold traded up one percent last week, nineteen sixty seven an ounce, and oil was the big mover last week, up over four and a half percent at eighty five dollars seventy cents a barrel. So we started to see oil sell off uh, pretty sharply, and then. And, you know, obviously gas prices are, are not comfortable when you go fill up your car or truck. Um, and the move we saw in the oil markets last week uh, is not going to help that. So last week we got a bunch of important economic data um, on the U.S. economy. Uh, but I think ultimately, like Josh and I did one of our famous e-news, and you can go and watch that. But essentially we're still in the place where – Bad news in the U.S. economy is good news for the stock market. And I want to explain what we mean by that, Josh. Well, the market just views or at least wants to believe that, uh, you know, the never-ending never cavalcade of bad news will just mean the end of rate increases. 
Or and, even maybe rate cuts. Yeah. <laughs> the so the much hoped for rate cuts uh coming in twenty twenty four. But uh whether or not we'll see that, you know, inflation still persistent. Uh good news on the labor front, I guess, as you seem to be some softening, but uh, unemployment rate ticked up, but it didn't really mean much because labor force participation increased too. So you know, well, so the Fed's favorite, their, their preferred method of inflation uh, measure uh, in the month of July, which is the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, uh, or the PCE for short, showed uh, inflation still continues to be stubbornly high. Uh, th- that obviously comes on the, the heels of the Federal Reserve uh, meeting in Jackson Hole last week, uh, where they said they're certainly going to stay at it to tame inflation. I, I mean, I. I, th- I can't figure out why the market isn't taking Bernanke's or Bernanke, Powell's word for it. But, you know, he, he stood up there very sternly. He kind of his face looked like Trump's mugshot. He was like standing there with a very stern face saying we're going to we're going to stay at it to tame inflation. So the next uh, interest rate decision from the Federal Reserve is on September 20th. Um, you know, it, that one's going to be very interesting. The, there's a, no real consensus on what. Uh, most people think the Fed is going to do. I know what most people want the Fed to do. I, I happen to be in the camp that I want the Fed to continue to raise rates. I, I still think, um, you know, if they if they pause or the market thinks that they're going to be done raising rates, we'll have inflation come screaming back, and, and they'll inevitably have to put us in a, a more restrictive uh, stance, and, and the economy will suffer because of it. Uh, but we'll see. September 20th isn't that far away. Uh, we also got the August jobs report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, the U.S. economy added 187,000 jobs, which was a bit of had, ahead of expectations. Uh, economists had expected the U.S. economy to add 170,000 jobs. Uh, but June and July's numbers were revised sharply lower, which caused the unemployment rate, as Josh just mentioned, to rise from 35 to 3.8%. Um, so, you know, the labor force participation rate rose to 63%. That's the highest since 2020. Um, but it, it seems to me that, you know, you, the, the juggernaut of this economy, as we were seeing sort of rolling recessions in different industries, the, the juggernaut still continued to be the labor market. And, and it appears that we're starting to see some cracks uh Albeit small ones, I mean, 3.8 percent is still full employment, uh, but but you know we're starting to see um, the labor market move in the direction of uh, maybe unemployment will continue to move higher, as would be normal if we we're going to go into an economic slowdown. Um, so it's sort of that slow motion car crash. Uh, wages actually uh, rose faster uh, last month, also uh, than the inflation rate. That, that's what I was going to touch on is the wage thing. Uh, not not seeing the the compression in wage growth that they would want to see ultimately. Well, yeah, and, and that obviously, you know, what's crazy is, you know, the, the administration is talking about um, changing the minimum wage laws and, and, you know, having people higher up the pay spectrum, make sure they get overtime and all this stuff. And I, I think, you know, the, the administration says they're worried about in, inflation and taming inflation, but that alone will help drive inflation. Wage push inflation is a real thing. And, and you know, the only thing historically that stopped that wage push inflation from happening is a recession, mean, meaning, you know, as an employer, we can attest to this. You know, we need to have a recession if the wage increases are going to stop. I'm not saying that that's what I – well, I kind of want it because I can't believe, what, you know, the, the salaries that are, are exist, in, especially in Central Oregon. But, um, you know, if wages keep going up, faster than inflation, inflation will be brought along with it um, because that will be able to increase demand. And so I'm assuming the Fed knows all of these things, um, but I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, The housing market uh, still is showing some surprising resiliency uh, despite mortgage rates being above 7%. It it is quite um, sort of unbelievable, you know, if you'd told me that uh, you know, 30-year mortgages want to be well above 7% right now. Uh, where do, If you said to me a year and a half ago, where do you think the housing market would be? I, I would say, well, I think it would be uh, trading sharply lower from a price perspective. And in certain places in the country, that is true. And I know we're in a little bit of a bubble here in Central Oregon from a real estate market 
perspective. But um, the housing market nationally continues. You know, the Case-Shiller National Home Price Index came out, um, and, you know, we just saw another month of growth. Year over year, it's lower, 4% lower, but we saw another month of growth. So it's it's quite interesting to see um, the housing market's resiliency. And obviously, it continues to be a sl- supply-demand uh, story in the housing market. But at some point, you know, as we start to see layoffs, that market will crack as well. All right, if you'd like to be part of our little program here, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about lessons from people that are actually retired. So stick around. Give your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, desert wonderland and you like to be outside the ben factory stores have what you need for the central oregon outdoor lifestyle make a bold statement and save up to 70 percent every day over 20 famous brand names like columbia nike and pendleton and locals like learning express toys runway fashion exchange and cascade mattress and bedroom furniture shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted great buys that reflect your personality If it's Labor Day weekend, that means it's time for the Money Savings Tent Sale at Columbia Sportswear, going on through Labor Day. Men's and women's fleas starting at $21.99, and puffer jackets starting at $69.99. No coupon necessary for this in-store offer. No additional discount applied while supplies last. The Columbia Sportswear Labor Day Sale. 25% off almost everything, plus up to 50% off more adventure gear. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory Stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. When you can't stop, <coughs> there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks vapors right to the source of your... <coughs> so you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. <sighs> Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You can enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to My Computer Career and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus, and financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. MyComputerCareer.edu. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month. We did one last week uh, where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and uh, what you should or shouldn't be doing about what's going on in those markets. Uh, so if you want to get added to that e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. There's a little box that uh, will ask you if you want to be added to that list, and that is the only thing that we'll send you. So according to Bespoke and MFS, um, the market is is very bifurcated right now, uh, meaning the top of the market, especially, and I'm looking at the S&P, sorry, the S&P 500, which is the 500 biggest companies in, in the U.S. Uh, by market cap. Uh, the S&P 500 trades at about 22 times uh, earnings right now, which is uh, expensive. Uh, I mean, especially as rates are, rates are higher. Uh, the 10 biggest companies in the index have a median price to earnings multiple of 27 and a half times. Uh, and so that's even more expensive. Uh, but when you look at the other 490 companies in the S&P, uh, their average price to earnings multiple is 17 times. So my point in bringing that up, and Josh and I talk about this on the radio all the time, if you go down the market cap spectrum, so if you look at smaller and medium-sized companies, and when we say smaller and medium-sized, we mean in really in the stock market, which are really in the way you're thinking, they're really still big, big companies, but relative to, say, an Apple or an Amazon or a Google, they're, they're a lot smaller. Like when I say a lot smaller, uh, those companies make more money in a quarter than these companies have in total market cap. Uh, but those companies down the market cap spectrum are uh, much cheaper on a relative basis uh, than those big names. And so if you're looking at the best risk return characteristics in the U.S. stock market, that's where you're going to find them right now. And I bring it up because when Josh and I do our free retirement reviews, when people come in and show us what they have in their portfolio, there is a giant under-owning of mid and small cap stocks. Uh, when I say giant, almost nobody has a, a specific exposure to those uh, market cl- asset and classes. From a valuation standpoint, not the Russell 2000, which is just the broad index, and there's a ton of junk in there. 40% of it doesn't make money, but some of the more refined uh, small cap indices with profitability hurdles like the S&P small cap 600 trade at like 12 and a half times. So basically like a recession a recession multiple right now, uh, significantly cheaper than the broader stock market. It's always funny. I know when we went to that DFA conference, like the idea of all these different indexes that supposedly are tracking a market really just, you're like, wait, is this passive? Yeah. You, know, you start to, excuse me, go down it's that It's definitely road. not. <laughs> yeah. Because there's still somebody making a decision. But um, yeah. So anyways, um, and then most workers, most Americans are claiming Social Security before their full retirement age, even though it would benefit them dramatically. When I say dramatically, every year you delay taking Social Security, your income from Social Security, so not the, I mean, your income, which is a huge difference, uh, goes up by 8%. Um, and the reasons most people say are, uh, you know, lo- psychological ownership and loss aversion. They just really think that um, Social Security is not going to be there for some reason. And, and we, as we always say, it's sort of the third rail of politics. I will say there are two Republican candidates uh, talking about Social Security right now, uh, one being Chris Christie and the other being Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley, um, you know, she actually sounds like a Republican. You know, for a long time, I I, I haven't heard what Republicans sound like. And Nikki Haley actually sounds like a Republican when it comes to uh, fiscal conservativeness. But she says that, unfortunately, Josh, your generation and the one behind you, uh, she believes that you're going to have to uh, wait to start taking Social Security, and I wholeheartedly believe her because she kept my generation in there. Um, but here's the here's the breakdown: most retired workers uh, that are claiming Social Security uh, at 62, 30 percent of Americans are claiming Social Security at age 62. That number boggles my mind. Only 10 percent are waiting to 70. Um, uh, actually, after after 62, the next highest is the full retirement age, which is uh, 66 for a lot of people. 25% of Americans are taking it at 66 uh, because obviously they can continue to work. So you're filing early out of necessity. That's one thing. If you're not, that is a big, big financial mistake. So that gets us into um, the, this. Uh, there was a really good journal, uh, article in the Wall Street Journal entitled How to Retire Better from Retirees Who Learn the Hard Way. And so there's this whole deal in, in the Wall Street Journal looking at people retired, how much money they have in retirement, what their life looks like. They're doing these really good. Um, 
specials, I guess is the best way to think about it. But it also got me to thinking there's a really good special on Netflix. It's called um, Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones. And Blue Zones are these places in the world where there is an, a, a way above average. When I say way above, like a, there's a lot of people that live to 100 and past well, well past 100. But they just aren't living to 100 because we have a lot of people in the United States that live to 100. They're living, living. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are 100 years old, but they might as well not be called alive. These are people that are still, uh, you know, they're not in care. They have low rates of cardiovascular disease, all of these things. And there's some commonality, you know, because these places are like Okinawa, Japan, uh, Sardinia, uh, in, in Italy. Um, uh, Loma Linda is the one place, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist, Loma Linda in, in Southern California. Um, and then there's a place in Costa Rica uh, where they have unbelievably high rates of people that live over 100 years old. And there's a guy that studied these people. And he looked at, you know, you know, obviously what you eat and, and those sort of things. But, um, but one of the things that he found was really, really important in these people's lives that were living over 100 was purpose. Uh, and so, you know, Josh and I see this all the time. And this is getting away from markets, right? But this is for all you people that are retired or thinking about retiring. One of the things that can improve your health dramatically in retirement and also your cognitive ability is having purpose. So the one thing that all of these people had, I mean, they showed this 100-year-old guy in Costa Rica who was still riding a horse herding cattle. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But but his having purpose, getting up at 5 in the morning and having to go be a cowboy gave him purpose. And um, th- that's one of the things that I think people overlook is that, you know, you need to have purpose in retirement. And the one thing that I will put on top of that is when Josh and I go out there and we try to find people to hire and we look at people, all different age groups, um, people that are 60 plus, we desperately need you to keep working in the labor force because you have so much to offer uh, from a wisdom standpoint, but you also show up every day. And you take pride in your work. It, 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 I know that. I know that sounds crazy. Like, of course you do when you, you're listening to me say it. But you you would be surprised at how lazy America has become. And you're still the generation and people older than you that can still contribute so much to this country. So. Please don't retire. We, we've seen a bunch of iterations lately of people that retire short on friendships and short on plans, and their identity was completely wrapped up in their job, and they look totally despondent when they walk into our office because they just have no meaning and they waste away almost as a result of it. It's, it's really quite actually sad to see. Well, we also in this country have an epidemic of uh, loneliness. You know, you look at these places that have uh, high rates of people living over 100 and they have communities. So they have friendships that are uh, very important to them and they make a point uh, to, to, to spend time with these people. They also spend time with their kids and grandkids. Uh, a lot of these places, they don't have uh, nursing homes. They don't have retirement homes uh, because the community takes care of these people. And so it, you, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called Live to 100, The Secrets of the Blue Zone. And it's not necessarily about, you know, of course, there's the diet and exercise component of it, but there's this intangible uh, component about purpose and community that are so vitally important that these places uh, have figured out. And, and it's very much like going back in time. And so I bring this up because a lot of you are retired or thinking about retiring. Um, and Josh and I see it all the time. And once the purpose goes away and the community goes away, we see a quick drop off. So, uh, yeah, watch that on Netflix. All right. If you want to be part of the program, question, comment for us, give us a call. 877-670-7117 or email us by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com when we come back we'll tackle your emails stick around sign up for our e-news today get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from northwest quadrant wealth management delivered right to your inbox the short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market you can always watch past videos on youtube or on northwestquadrantwealth.com
Whether you've been open for generations or just getting started, your business is your passion. For more than 100 years, SAFE has been the leader in workers' comp, helping Oregon businesses and workers. Our expert service and innovative safety and health programs support Oregon businesses in every corner of the state. Because we have offices in every region, we can help business owners continue to do what they love for generations to come. Safe workers' comp that really works. Hi, it's Mike for Highline Homes, and as the seasons change, so do the needs of your growing family. And as Highline Homes customer Ryan found out, Highline Homes can grow right along with you. You know, we started off with our, our first home, and now we've grown into this one. Um, what that's going to look like is, as we get older and the girls potentially leave the home, do we do a smaller home but with even more upgrades? We'll see what the next 10, 15 years bring. And speaking of upgrades, when you build with Highline Homes, you have a lot of upgrade and customization options to make your Highline home even more of what you need and want it to be. It's around here, it rains a lot. And so we put a big covered porch off of our back sliding glass uh, window, and we love that. It's so nice to be able to add those options on that you want. That's Highline Homes customer Gary, who found out that Highline Homes approved lenders have 100% financing offers so the down payment doesn't have to be an obstacle which was also good news for linda it was very exciting see virtual tours floor plans and more at highlinehomes.com oregon ccb 1810069 highline homes on your lot on time hill right pin and fire in redmond is ready to get you dialed in on the water and in the woods for the big game hunter Ben and Fire has a huge assortment of Sitka gear, Mystery Ranch, and just-in Stone Glacier apparel and packs. Ben and Fire has the best selection of crispy hunting boots in the region. Comfortable and rugged, crispy boots have become the most sought-after boot in the industry. In need of a hunting or everyday carry knife, Ben and Fire's bench-made case is full, and new models arrive every week. Ben and Fire has the latest Yeti coolers and drinkware in stock. Check out the Camp Green and Cosmic Lilac coolers. Once they're gone, they're gone for good. Fishing season is still going strong, and Fin and Fire is stoked that the Lower Deschutes is open for steelhead. From a guided trip or new spay rod to some good old-fashioned advice, Fin and Fire is Central Oregon's go-to fly fishing store. Across from Safeway on Highway 97 in Redmond or anytime on the web at finandfire.com. Fin and Fire is your fly shop unlike any other. This is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. I've been up to it again, stirring up creative inspiration around my little shop of wonder and curiosity. Right now, Cosmic Depot is in the midst of lots of freshening up. You may find that every time you come in to peruse my selection of tapestries, incense, fragrance oils, natural stone beads, silver jewelry, spiritual tools, and the abundance more, the shop looks a little different. Cosmically inspired and locally motivated, I am on a mission to give you a super fun shopping experience. Experience. I want Cosmic to be that shop that you come to when you need a little sparkle in your day. A place where you bring your friends and family to when you are looking for a little adventure. And your go-to for thoughtful gifts of all kinds. Cosmic can be a spot of magic in your day. And the Cosmic Depot is your spot, your shop for good vibe products of all variety. Come on by and see the changes afoot daily from 10 to 6 at the Cosmic Depot at 342 Northeast Clay in Bend. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-466-9625. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those appointments scheduled. That number is 800-743-0988, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. 
So there's a phenomenon in the investing world um, that people call anchoring. And uh, I guess do you want to explain what anchoring is? And I'll, here, before you explain it, it's been coming up a lot lately. And it's conf so every time it comes up, it's always after we've reached a market peak some time ago and then markets sort of trade sideways. Uh, this this thing anchoring comes up and it's always confusing to me. But I have to, and then I go into the psychology of why it happened. So explain what anchoring is, and then I can explain the what I mean, what's happening. You can apply anchoring on uh, on a portfolio level or to an individual stock, but it's just looking at you know whatever high that stock or portfolio ever achieved. And usually it's a portfolio. Yeah, right? and attaching yeah. or you know if people are buying individual securities out there they'll be like oh i bought it at 100 now it's 80 but i'm going to wait back <laughs> wait until it gets back to 100 before i sell it yeah. but the idea is just that you you know you're in your mind the, the heuristic is you know you attach a bunch of importance to that particular value and uh you know as it relates to portfolios you know it's been 18 plus months now and we're still not back at S&P uh 500 at uh, you know 4800 so uh, it's been a long time that we've really seen this churn and this range-bound markets, and we're way off the lows. But we definitely perceive there to be this big sense, you know, this growing sense of restlessness uh, out there amongst not, you know, our, our own clients, but also just the market, market generally, because people, you know, they got really attached to those uh, late December 2021 portfolio values, which, you know, at the time were probably pretty irrationally exuberant relative to where. Uh, things were really, really headed in the actual based on earnings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, based on what was going to happen to interest rates and where 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 corporate earnings were, you know, it didn't make a lot of sense that stocks were that expensive. But uh, you know, of course, like we're starting to see that. And the longer this goes, and the longer uh, markets continue to be range bound, I think the growing sense of malaise uh, that will exist out there. Yeah, the, I mean, Josh hit it on the head. The only thing I'd add to it is that the way that is perceived by you, the retail investor, is that. It, you know, the, the, what was it, January 2nd, 2021 was the all-time high? So, yeah, one, so, of, the, so one let's, of those first three, so three or four days of the year. Let's say your portfolio reached its its peak in, in j early January of 2021, and now it's down from that value. All of you perceive to have lost money. So, like, w w I would tell you that that value uh, on January in January 2021 was a false value. I mean, the valuation there was extreme markets had seen uh, teen, high teen returns for three straight years. So I would tell you that was the fake value. Um, but I understand that most of you see that all-time high value in your account. And until it gets back there and past there, you think you've lost money. And I just think that that is a very dangerous thing in the retail investing world. And it's why Josh is talking about people are restless because it's like, wait, now lots of time has gone by and I haven't made money in my stock portfolio. But you have all those dividends are being reinvested. You have more shares, all that sort of stuff. But your your brain is tied to that value on on J January of, of 2021, and in your mind you're thinking, well, I could put money to work in CDs that would grind out returns and that would give me positive returns. Or my house still is going up in value, and I don't know that that's true either. But I know that that's a, this this anchoring. Um, phenomenon is very dangerous for retail investors, especially right now where we find us, ourselves, you know, like Josh said, 18 months from the all-time highs. All of you think you've lost money from that point. Um, and, and Josh and I would just argue that, that that valuation was insane at the time. All right, let's tackle uh, some email questions. We got an email from David D. David doesn't say where he is. Uh, I was just named, or no, I was named the successor trustee of a family trust years ago. I now have to take over as the trustee. The trust is a revocable living trust. As the trustee, can I remove one of the beneficiaries on the trust? Uh, so David, the short answer on that is no. Uh, as a trustee, a successor trustee. So what David's talking about is that uh, somebody, let's just call it David's father, set up uh, a revocable living trust um, and named David as a successor trustee if, as, if the original trustees, let's say David's parents, weren't able uh, to be the trustee of the account anymore, of their, of their trust. And so sounds like that's happened, and David now is what's called the successor trustee. So he didn't set the trust up. He wasn't the grantor of the trust. He didn't put anything in the trust. He's just now taking over as a successor trustee, uh, which means David has to uh, go – buy whatever the trust says, uh, you know, do whatever the trust says. 
And so um, when a grantor creates a trust, they have control over the assets that go into it, who's named the successor trustee, and who's named the beneficiaries. Um, And your job as a successor trustee is to simply follow the directions left by that grantor of the trust. Uh, And then you also have to understand, David, that you are a fiduciary now of that trust. And so your standard of care and uh, it goes up by quite a bit. so a trustee, you as a trustee, you generally can't remove a beneficiary unless one of two things uh, are true. Um, that trustee is also the grantor. So the grantor is the person that set the trust up. So um, your parents, let's assume, uh, David, uh, set the trust up and uh, are the grantors of that trust. They could have added or removed beneficiaries. In fact, that happens all the time. <laughs> Josh and I have clients that add and remove kids and grandkids uh, because they don't like the way they look at them or they haven't called them on Sunday or whatever it might be. That happens quite often. Um, the other thing that – and this would be the example, uh, David, where you could remove a beneficiary is the trust, the trust grantor or your parents in, your, in my example uh, included a specific provision in the trust documents allowing you, the successor trustee, to add or remove beneficiaries. Usually there would have to be some language in there about why maybe, um, but that language has to be in there. And I, don't, I, I can tell you I've looked at a lot of trusts and I've never seen that language in there because you are, uh, you are giving a lot of power. Power, uh, to your successor trustee because usually it's brothers and sisters right or siblings and it's like I don't like what Johnny's doing or I don't like Johnny's kids and so I'm going to take him off as a beneficiary so David those are the two examples uh, the grantor can do it or there has to be language in the trust uh, Josh we got an email from James T James says I maxed out my 401k what other retirement plans are available to me now Oh, well, it, congratulations. You, first yeah, off, James. Good job maxing out your 401k. It, you know, you wouldn't characterize it as a retirement plan, but uh, your option, of course, is to contribute to a taxable account, whether that's in an individual well, basis. Well, he can still contribute to uh, traditional or Roth, depending on his income. Yeah, depending on your income. But if you're, you know, is that a realistic assumption when you're maxing out your 401k? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so let's make the caveat that, yes, of course, uh, you know, you could do that if you fall within the deductibility uh, requirements for income. You know, what Josh means is if you've already maxed out your 401k, you're making a lot of money, most yeah, likely. So, there, you know, that being the case, you know, you're most likely not and making big assumption there, but it's, you know, almost always the case. Uh, you're not going to be able to deduct uh, traditional IRA contributions and you're not likely not going to be eligible from a Roth based on an income standpoint. So, you know, the option, of course, would be making retirement contributions, but not in the retirement wrapper. Uh, doing that through an individual account or a joint account held with your spouse or significant other, but uh, that's you know where, of course, you're paying taxes as you go and you don't get the tax break, but you're making the post-tax dollar contribution. So uh, it's a great place to be able to control where your marginal dollar comes from when you're retired. And uh, all of our clients that have taxable accounts wish they contributed more there. Uh, when they ultimately do get to retirement. So, James, uh, the biggest investment account I have by far is my taxable investment account my, held jointly with my wife. Um, I don't have to wait till I'm 59 and a half. James, you, you don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half. It's, it's always crazy when we bring up these accounts. It, it, think of it as like a savings account, but you have it invested. And so um, you just want to make sure you invest in very tax efficient, you know, index ETFs that are going to be really tax efficient. Um, but James, you don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half to access this money. You have full access to this money over all, all the time. But it's another giant pie. There's no contribution maximum. This is when you think about the wealthiest people in the world. This is how they hold their assets, their investment accounts. Um, and um, it, when you get to retirement, it can have a huge impact on uh, your you know, tax liability and all those sort of things. All right. Again, if you'd like to uh, take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 in investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled 800-743-0988 or or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Disaster strikes without warning, devastating your home or business and family. Summit Cleaning and Restoration truly cares about the crisis you're experiencing and is here to help you throughout the entire process. Fire and smoke damage, water damage, mold or biohazard. Get it done the right way by the company that cares. Summit Cleaning and Restoration. Call to schedule a free inspection. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Labor Day sales abound at Ben and factory stores. Don't miss the savings at all of the stores. Shop Eddie Bauer today to save 50% on your favorite fall items or back-to-school basics. And just in time for back-to-school, Rack Room Shoes is hosting its BOGO deals. That's right, buy one, get one for up to 50% off. And don't forget the famous Labor Day Columbia 10 sale. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. Suffering from summertime backyard envy? Don't fight it. Basolite. Yes, you can have a better yard than your neighbors. The Basolite way. Let the experts at Basolite take your ideas and help you one-up that garden club winner down the block. Basolite is your one-stop shop for natural stone, pavers, retaining walls, and hardscape materials. Basolite. Curing backyard envy with exceptional products and service. Locally owned in Redmond since 1980 and at the right price. Remember, don't fight it. Basolite. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now... Back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in these crazy things called the capital markets uh, and especially how that applies to your money. So if you want to be added to the list, uh, just go to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. You'll see a little box at the bottom of the webpage. It says, add me to your e-newsletter list. And that is the only thing that we'll send you, we promise. Uh, I, I, I've been like unsubscribing. I get, we get so many spam emails. Like, I don't know, we must be on some ridiculous list, but we get, and so I'm, I feel like every morning I'm just unsubscribing. And I know a lot of these companies, they just send, they're the same company, but they send it from a different deal. So, but, um, I, I when I, some companies here locally in Bend, I'm not going to name them, but, um, you know, my kids use their services or whatever I've used their services. Um, but they send like. 15 emails a week and and i'm like finally i have to be like i unsubscribe and then i they you know I, in, in this case because i know the owners are, are like this is the reason you're just sending way too many emails and then they get offended it's like oh well how else are we going to communicate and i'm like well i'm pretty sure you didn't have 15 <laughs> things you had to tell me in one week and so i promise if you add, add uh, us to our e-newsletter if we add you to your re's newsletter list we're not sending you we don't even send 15 any well i guess we send 30 in a year right yeah we send yeah, quite two a, a few. month 
two a month. All right. Uh, declining purchasing power. And what I mean by that, this is one of those, uh, you know, inflation situations. As Josh said, uh, what was the what was the funny thing on Twitter where you saw like where they're explaining inflation, but it said, "Oh, if prices go up, you have inflation." Yeah, it was the uh, Raphael Bostic, the uh, Atlanta Fed chair. <laughs> Somebody, uh, Nick Timmeros, who's kind of like uh, the they call him the mouthpiece of the Fed because he seems to be. Uh, he wrote a great book, Tyler read. I haven't read yet. It's in my queue, but it's called Trillion Dollar Triage. But anyway, he was putting forth some commentary that uh, Bostic had made and. One of the top responses was like, well, inflation wouldn't be so, so high if uh, those lousy prices weren't so high. <laughs> prices didn't keep going. <laughs> and that was, if, yeah, inflation would basically be at our target if prices weren't so high. It was basically <laughs> like the gist of what he said. Uh, <laughs> and so along those lines, the 30-year mortgage rate in the U.S. has moved up to 7.23%, its highest level since 2001, uh, assuming a $3,000 monthly budget. A 2.65% mortgage rate in January of 2021 would have bought you a home worth $641,000. That same $3,000 budget today with a 7.23% mortgage could buy you a house worth $434,000. That's a $207,000 by my math at the University of Maine. That's a $207,000 decline in purchasing power or 32% decline in purchasing power. Uh, surging mortgage rates obviously are crushing affordability and in turn crushing demand. Mortgage purchase applications in the U.S. have fallen to their lowest levels since 1995. There is there is unavoidable math that is eventually going to take place in the housing market. Um, and that math, you know, one of two things, uh, either interest rates have to come down dramatically or house prices have to come down dramatically. And, and I know there's like this giant crowd we sit above most of them in our office that really really are praying for interest rates to come down um but i, I just don't see that happening and so what's the other option well prices all you got to do is get rid of the old people and all of a sudden there's a lot of surplus housing okay mr finelli that's nice because i would guess the average person listening to this radio show <laughs> is not 40 <laughs> <laughs> that's very very true real nice everybody I mean, listening the, is like just flip the channel <laughs> <laughs> the problem will fix itself uh ultimately but... oh there you go that's it tell them they're gonna die that's what they want it's just one of those things that uh, that's not gonna set that's not gonna satiate the, the younger crowd. Do you wanna give out your address real quick that so really they can wants, visit your house? They wanna get on the housing ladder, but <laughs> the problem is is they're gonna be coming with their pitchforks in like three or four years if something yeah, doesn't change. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the millennials. Yeah. Well okay. no, it's even like the Gen Zers and everyone else that wants to get on the ladder. That's even more you know, because at least millennials, a good chunk of them No, they're gonna vote for Vivek. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Okay, Josh, let's talk about Publicly traded real and real estate investment trusts, or REITs for short, and it's important. Josh, for, you can tell everybody what they are, but it's very, very important when you when you hear me say REITs that you hear the publicly traded, traded in a market every single day, like a stock. That's the important thing you need to hear from this. If you have non-traded or hear REITs, make sure they are publicly traded. So, Josh, what is a publicly traded REIT? Uh, publicly traded REITs are just. Uh, they're legislative creatures. Real so estate the, investment yeah, trust. Yeah, real estate investment trust. But you know the the caveat is they've got to pay ninety percent uh, of their income out in dividends to shareholders, and there's different kinds. And because of that, they get much more favorable tax treatment. Yeah. So there's different kinds. There's some that just own mortgages. There's some that own physical properties. But uh, you know the the reason that we are doing it is just because it's an asset class that has done very very poorly, uh, and since rates started going up, but also yeah, rates are rates are left for dead right now. You know, earlier this week, my intuition was telling me let's sell our all of our repositions and move it into uh, large cap stocks again. And you know, Tyler often reminds me like, don't listen to yourself. But uh, <laughs> the the idea behind it is, you know, most people have really given up on them, and. Uh, there was a great article in uh, Wealth Management, which is a trade mag this week, that uh, when real estate start publicly traded REITs start making uh, major investments in private assets, uh, which you know are non-traded versions of the publicly traded REITs, uh, that's historically been a really opportune time to invest. And so, 
Uh, that being the case, you know, it was an asset class that we wanted to highlight. And the idea, wait, real quick, the idea there is they're getting those non-public assets cheaply. Is that the idea? Yeah. With, and, high, ca with high cash flow. And, you know, we've seen a lot of examples of these non-traded vehicles. You know, they have what are called redemption gates. So, you know, you may have like a $500,000 position or $100,000 position in your portfolio. But when you go to actually try to sell it, uh, they only let you take a prorated amount of your money out. They have to look at the flows that come in in that particular quarter and the redemption requests that come in in that particular quarter. And so the biggest example of this is, of course, BREIT, which is Blackstone's uh, big uh, real estate investment trust that's private. They put a redemption gate up, and you know it's been up for 18 months or so mm. now. And big investors in BREIT haven't been able to get their money back, or they're able to get back a little bit every quarter. And so uh, when publicly traded REITs, which are liquid daily, and you get your money back two days in cash, just like if you're settling a stock, uh, start making investments in those privately traded ones, uh, that's historically been, you know, they, they're taking advantage of an opportunity uh, when it presents itself. And that's not, uh, not, historically, it's been a really good time to just own an allocation. We, we have a very small single-digit allocation to REIT simply as a diversifier. Uh, remember, up until 2021, it was the best-performing uh, asset class uh, going back 20 years. And that's a function of interest rates. And so it's not, there is going to be some of it ahead one for all real estate, including real estate investment trusts on a go-forward basis. But remember, as the prices of these things come down, the publicly traded ones come down, because they have to pay out 90% of their income in the form of the dividend, the yield on these things gets more attractive. So um, it can be another source of, of income uh, in a portfolio. But uh, when, these, when any asset class... And, and we don't think REITs are going away, but when any asset class is left for dead, there's usually opportunity. So make sure you're looking at the, you know, the Vanguard's, uh, the, you know, the Schwab, whatever, uh, exchange-traded funds, uh, because you shouldn't be buying individual ones, and they should be publicly traded on the market. All right, if you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets... Call our office to get that scheduled, 800-743-0988. Or you can always go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about the importance of rules-based investing. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.